Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? You know, I'm I'm chilling, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing all right. So we teased this last week. We're going to talk about it this week. It's going to be a more upbeat podcast. We're going to talk about our favorite, our best movies, 2018. We both got our top three. So let's just start right off. Mike, what's your third place for top movies? All right. So third place, and uh, you're going to heavily disagree with me on this one. It is going to be Avengers Infinity War. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. I know. But there, there are reasons. It was a good movie. Yeah. I did like what they did with it, but the ending kind of killed it for me. It really just had no stakes to it because every single person that died, and sorry for the spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie yet, I don't know what to tell you. It's been out for a long time. So. It's been out for like eight months. You've had a chance to see it. <laughs> It's you're, on Netflix. You're, you're kind of shit out of luck on these spoilers here. So yeah, everyone that died in in uh, at the end of Infinity War, they already had their sequel or another movie announced and coming out. Yeah. So Black Panther, we know he's getting a second one. Spider Man Two was definitely coming. So it had no stakes for me, and there was a bunch of like kind of inconsistencies with the writing in the film. That I wasn't okay. too much of a fan of. Could you uh, give an example of the inconsistency? Yeah, I, I definitely could. So the specific scene where the Guardians meet up with Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange on Titan. That whole back and forth, like, it, it was funny. You know, the whole where is Gamora, how is Gamora. Yeah. Or, sorry, why is Gamora? It, it wasn't how, that's the meme. Um, when Tony asked him, wait, Tony asked Star-Lord, so you're from Earth. He said, no, I'm from Missouri. Tony said, yeah, that's from Earth, dumbass. Like, yeah, that was funny. But in the past two Guardians movies, Star-Lord has stated that he is from Earth. He knows Missouri is in Earth. So yeah. why all of a sudden does he not think that Missouri is in Earth? Yeah, that, that, that is a decent oversight from him because, like, yeah, he was kidnapped as a kid. But he was, like, eight, what, eight to ten years old? Like, he... At that point, he knows that he lives in Missouri and that's in the United States. He's not like he was kidnapped at three, you know? So, no, you're right. That's something like that Star-Lord. It should have been written better. But it was still funny. But, yeah, that that's the thing. And then for the ending, I mean, I feel the real stakes are for the original Avengers. A lot of their contracts are coming up, especially Captain America, especially Iron Man. I think the real stakes are basically whoever died with the snap are safe. It's who was left, who's got to make the ultimate sacrifice in Endgame, who's going to die permanently. And I think that's what the hype will be going into this one. Yeah, but I mean, we kind of knew that to begin with. It was, yeah, it was kind of. Like yeah. Kind of like false advertisement. These people aren't staying dead. So their death actually had no emotional value. Unlike Loki. We know Loki's not coming back. Yeah, and they killed him quick. He was the first to go. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, that... sorry. Uh, Hemdrill was the first to go. Sorry. It was actually Heimdall. Heimdall, okay. Yeah, get your names right, Tyler. Come on. Well, I just call him Edis Elba because, you know, he didn't really do much in the Thor yeah. movies. Okay, the, the next James Bond that we should get. But yeah, that's, that's enough on the Avengers and my reason why it's third. Don't get me wrong, still great movies, still made my top three. It just didn't really seal that number two spot. Well, what's your hey, number three, Tyler? You, you defend your case well. You made good points. 
Uh, for my third place is Mission Impossible Fallout. Basically, it is one of the best action movies of the past few years. Everything with it just works from the cast, from the action, from the stunts. It just all works so well. It's a couple steps above from Rogue Nation, which I thought was a bit... It was good, but it wasn't as good as Ghost Protocol, the fourth one. Yeah. For me, me, Fallout was a big step up. Yeah. This is basically a Tom Cruise vehicle, right? The supporting cast is great, but this is a Tom Cruise vehicle to just do crazy shit. And that's what he does. You know, he breaks his ankle. He keeps the shot in. He learns how to control a helicopter so he can do some of those stunts himself. He didn't know how to fly one. He did that just for the movie. And just stuff like that. And the amount of work they actually put into it to make a good movie. It shows. People love it. It makes a shit ton of money. All around, fantastic movie. And just to trace it back a little bit, when you said he broke his ankle, if no one really knows what that means, during this one chase scene where he has to jump across a building, he, in real life, Tom Cruise actually broke his leg performing that stunt. Yeah, he did shut down production for almost seven months because of it. And he knew that was the only take that they were going to get. So when you saw him climb back up onto the building and kind of limp run away, that was real. He was actually in pain. He knew it was broken the minute it happened, but he knew there was only going to be one take and he had to give it his all, which is very props to him because shows you how much of a professional he really is. Yeah, and what I liked about it is that when it did happen and they had to shut down for a couple months, Tom Cruise and the studio did not hide it. It's like, look, we did a stunt. Tom Cruise got hurt. Here's a clip of what happened that was used in the interviews and stuff. It's like they used that as more marketing to sell movies. Like, look how much crazy stuff Tom Cruise is doing. He actually did hurt himself this time. And look how he hurt himself. Like, studios wouldn't do that. Like, they just stop and wait. But, like, actually releasing what happens, like, that's different. And it was a pretty bad break, too, if you'd see the slowdown of it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty brutal. Uh, Yeah, so that's my third place. Overall, great movie. If you're at all a fan of action movies, this is a must-watch. Mike, what's your number two? Number two for me, and you might fight me on this one why it's ahead of Infinity War, it's going to have to be Deadpool 2. Okay. Why is it number two? Well, it had a bigger budget than Deadpool 1. I feel yeah. like the story didn't really drop off. And okay. I feel like scenes that, again, spoilers ahead, this, there were some kind of like heartbreaking scenes in the film. Like when his wife died. Like you actually kind of felt the emotion of that. Oh, you felt so, the emotion for that. So I really enjoyed that, that it wasn't this one dimensional like Deadpool movie where he's just doing dumb shit. The entire movie so like they kept a lot of jokes from the first one amplified it they introduced more action they still kept a pretty good story and a good plot for it still a great cast of people mm-hmm. and i gotta say if no one notices it brad pitt is actually in the movie for a solid two seconds yeah yeah he is he is in it um it's really funny how he was able to actually be in it yeah they they kind of approached him and he said yeah, I'll do it for the sc- the screenwriter or sorry the SAG minimum. Yeah, so, yeah, no, he he did it on on the cheap so they could get him in to do it. Like they, he didn't ask for a big paycheck like an asshole. Like he was real cool no. about it. He literally said he'll do it for the the SAG minimum and a hand delivered cup of coffee by Ryan Reynolds. And on the set, when Ryan Reynolds hand delivered the cup of coffee, 
He looked at Ryan Reynolds and said, oh, yeah, I forgot I asked for this. <laughs> so, once again, it was just overall, it was entertaining to watch. Special effects were good. It was still funny. It kept the same momentum from the first movie without dropping in quality. Okay. Uh, for the most part, I agree with you. Uh, the cast of characters, for the most part, was great. I think Colossus had... This is a better version of Colossus than in the original X-Men movies, so that's yeah. always nice to see. A better uh, Juggernaut, um, which is also voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Another yeah. piece, piece of trivia there. The only character I did not like at all is the kid. Yeah, Fire Fist. Yeah, kid's kind of a piece of shit throughout the entire movie. But the way it was supposed to be. I know he's supposed to be an asshole for part of it, but like when he's an asshole throughout the entire movie, I don't connect with Deadpool trying to save him. I'm like... Let him be an asshole. Let Cable kill him. It's honestly probably better. Yeah, but um, he saw it as his way of being able to reconnect with his wife. Because at, at the end of the day, the whole movie was he wanted to die. Yes, that's and true. It wouldn't let him die because his heart wasn't in the right place. That's what she said. So he couldn't get past that force field to be with his wife and be happy. I guess that's my issue with the movie, is that I never really liked them killing the wife in the first place. I never thought that mixed well. And really, up until Deadpool gets to the, uh, the X-Men mansion and becomes like a trainee, that up, up until then, the movie was kind of just slow. And just like, it's like, it's like whatever, you know? It's okay. But, See, um, but I like that, because you took the one person he cared about most in the world and... She died because he was too slow or he didn't aim right. And yep. it was his fault that the one woman in the world who would still love him looking as messed up as he is, is dead because of him. Because of his actions and because his failure to act correctly. So, like, he went into that extremely depressed state, which I can understand. I feel like Ryan Reynolds really did a good job selling that. No, I mean, he, he sold it well. Um I, I guess it's just for the story, it worked with you. It just didn't work with me, at least that part. I did like most of the jokes. The action was great. And it does have, I think, honestly, the best post credit scene for any superhero movie. Yes. M multiple post credit scenes. Multiple. But overall, those post credit yeah. scenes are the best for any superhero movie. I but agree. No, it's a solid pick for number two. All right. What about you, Tyler? What's your number two? Uh, mine's a little... Uh, little oddball a lot of people might not have heard it, it oh is the, here we go again yeah yeah it's the death of stalin it is a dark comedy it is a black comedy if you've ever heard it it's it's not cruder jokes it's just more darker jokes jokes that deal with uh death and violence in like a dark but funny way so as the title implies this is around the time when stalin passes away he had a group of people with him as like a leadership to help him run the country or just to kiss his ass. And he's dead. Who takes over? Who arranges a funeral? You know, hilarity ensures in, in some dark ways. One, one example being the guy that's head of the, uh, K, I don't know if it was KGB at the time, but like the death squad or whatever, you know, in, in, in a funny way, he's just reading off the list like, okay, he needs to die, bull in the head. Uh, he needs to die, break his legs. She needs to die, make sure he watches, then after he watches, kill him as well, and then, like, the rest, ah, eh, you decide, whatever. And it's, like, it's played up for laughs, and it, it's dark humor, but it works. The cast overall is fantastic, and the best part is the general, 
who was actually what's his name again in the Harry Potter movies? The Malfoy father. Oh, uh, in in the movies he was Lucius Malfoy. I'm drawing yes, a blank him. on his actual name right now. Yeah, same here. But the the guy who plays them, he is a badass as a general in this movie. And overall, this is worth a watch. It definitely got me inter- interested around that period of Russia, like post-World War II and with Stalin's death. And if you're a fan of, like, dark comedy, this is absolutely a must-watch. Highly recommend. And almost took first place for my list. Ooh, but, that's, that's saying something. Oh, yeah, it is saying something. It was almost there. It was a tough decision. But I rest my case on the movie. Mike, what is your favorite movie of 2018? Well... You should probably know what it is at this. Think point. I have an idea. You should. Ha- you should definitely have an idea because it is what sparked us to create this fine podcast that we are doing. The birth right of now. the podcast. Yeah, we're talking about the OG idea right here, which is Halloween of 2018, the direct sequel from John Carpenter's original Halloween. The movie itself was. Really well done. Great scripts, great directing. A lot of homage was paid to the original Halloween. I enjoyed that they kept the same like theme going on from the original movie, like the scoring, but they just kind of tuned it up, made it more modern and a little bit more intense, if you ask me. Yeah, definitely in some parts they they improved, or I wouldn't say improved, but like they did make Tweet the it. theme... They, they, they tweaked it. Um, one scene that comes to mind is the scene in the back of the house with the kid and the uh, sensor uh, backlight going off and on. Uh, yeah. That tweak to the theme was really, really good. And you know what's going to happen. You know the kid's probably going to die. And even though you know it's coming, the way the theme plays and the way they hide Michael in and out of the light still gets you. It still raises the tension, gets you a bit nervous, even though you know it's going to happen. Yeah. And another thing I really liked about this movie was it went away from the whole gory slasher film and made it more of that suspensefulness. Yeah, so, yeah. It, was, it was only bloody when needed. No, yes. So they did kind of have that Hulk smash moment from the Rob Zombie Halloween movie where he, uh, you know, crushes that guy's head with his foot. But yeah. besides that, there wasn't really any gory kills. And we didn't even see the majority of the kills, which I kind of liked. It was all just kind of like sounds and kind of off-screen stuff. But that's a discussion we can have at a later date and time. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll get into that before we wrap up this podcast. But we will be having a more in-depth discussion about Halloween. Um, I guess to wrap this up then, since we already kind of talked about it, my favorite movie of 2018 is Avengers Infinity War. Uh, a lot of things could have went wrong with this movie, but for the most part, it fired on all cylinders. The cast, the Russo brothers that directed the movie, killed it. The, everything was great. The plot was great. The adding to the backstory of Thanos. At some points, you kind of understand where he's coming from, and maybe in some dark, twisted way, you actually agree with him, right? This isn't a one-note villain that's just evil because he needs to be evil. He has a reason to be evil. And you see where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing. The only issue I would have with it is, again, it's nitpicks. It's uh, Scarlet Witch just immediately just dropping the Russian accent after like two or three movies. Kind of weird. Some characters yeah, do the plot. They, they're kind of just sidelined. Mostly the Hulk 
and uh, Vision, especially Vision. I was hoping to see some action from him. And he does get a little bit, but for the most part, he is kind of sidelined. And that was a bit disappointing. But again, as a movie as big as this, some characters would get the shaft. They're not going to get a lot of time. Yeah, because, I mean, you're in a whole the characters at once. But another point I really want to touch up on is that's also why I really enjoyed Infinity War as well. It was more of a Thanos film. Yes, it was. They they kind of make him not necessarily this one-dimensional villain. They give him a reason. He's evil, but he, is he a necessary evil? So that's what you kind of have to ask yourself. He's not doing it just to be a dick. He's no, doing he's it to act balanced in the universe. This way, every species can keep living in harmony and still have what they need. And I think what shows that is that throughout all the fights that he's in against the Avengers, he never kills any of them unless it's absolutely necessary. For example, when he kidnaps Gamora and Star-Lord makes the choice to kill her, he doesn't kill him. He respects him for making the hard choice. Yeah. He is willing to make deals. He took the stone from Doctor Strange. Fine, I'll spare Iron Man. I don't need to kill him. When he's finally getting the final stone, everyone's just charging at him in the woods. He could kill all of them since he has five of the stones and no, no sweat, but he doesn't. He lets them live because it's up for the stones to decide. He's a, he has a fair belief of, I do the snap, whoever dies, dies. And he tries to stick with that throughout the entire movie. And that's actually a very good point that I didn't even really think of. Yeah, no, he's purposely not trying to kill anyone. He's just trying to get the stones. It's very interesting. I agree. But yeah, overall, best movie 2018. We've been in early discussions about talking about the Marvel movies in a couple months in the lead up to Avengers Endgame where we'll talk about our favorite Marvel movies. This is going to be, at least for me, high up, if not at the top of the list. Mike, I don't think it will be at the top of your list for best Marvel movies, but that's no, a discussion for another time. Yeah, there's some really good Marvel movies, but we'll get into that later. Um, yeah. Next week, what we will be talking about is Halloween, just in time for that Blu-ray DVD release yep. date. So if you're thinking about watching it or buying it, you might want to give this a listen. Check out what we have to say about it. If you're a fan of the original, definitely give it a listen because we will be going over the comparisons between the two. Yes, comes out next Tuesday. A couple days later, our podcast will be out with our discussion of Halloween. Also, if time allows, we'll be throwing in uh, just in general what else we've been watching the past couple weeks and uh, see if anything else comes from that. But that's about it for the podcast. One of our movies, uh, Mike. If they, if they want to offer their best movies or any thoughts, where can they reach us at? Well, they can either reach us at our email or they can just direct message us on Instagram. Yep. Uh, we, we do actively watch both those things. So, And we, we really want to hear your opinions. If you disagree with us, feel free to tell us and tell us why. We're interested. Yeah, no, if we get an email with, like, you know, you put in your top two, top three movies, uh, we'll read it. You know, on the podcast, or if you have a, a point to bring up about one of the movies, we'll talk about it. Like, well, we, we ain't against that. We see a comment on Instagram. Uh, usually there's one post for every episode. You comment on it, we'll read the comment. And that is entertainment expansion at outlook.com for the email and at entertainment expansion for the Instagram if you are interested. Thank you for listening and see you next time.